Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I'm changing my shirt for a grilled cheese. Do you feel like, does it sort of, um, do you think he was poorly driven? Do you think they peak in their late 20s? I could, that's great, and your fans will love to. I like him a lot. I think he'll be special. He's off-season hurts. Doesn't it? Off-season the AFL. Um, it, I do like it now that the trade week is so close. Yep. Like it's, it, it did feel like it was a little bit too close sometimes, but there's enough, you know, a little break so you can digest the grand final. Yeah. Um, and then straight back into it. All the speculation, like, there's that little rich period there for journos. Yeah. And I like that the trade week's been, well, even up and leading up to the free agency period, it's been a little bit hostile, which has made it a bit more interesting. Like, a few dark horses have come to the front and nabbed a few players, which I was not in the best interest of competition, <laughs> I might say. <laughs> it, it is funny. I, was, I heard, I think it was uh, uh, Richardson. Um, and, or it might have been Chris Pelcher from the Saints yep. um, talking about how the inequality in free agency because um, you've you got to remember free agency isn't an equalisation measure Yeah, it's the AFL Players Association yeah. that drove it for, it's a right for, of a player more or less yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to give them greater control yeah. over their careers because yeah. essentially there's only 18 employers in the country exactly um, and he was saying like uh, the inequality comes in uh, the top teams can pay unders for players because they want to go there for success. Yeah. So the players like Frawley, who took two hundred grand less to go to the Hawks because he yep. wanted a premiership. Yeah. So the top teams can pay unders, yep. whereas the bottom teams got to pay overs to get the same kind of player. Yeah. Like um, they paid, you know, Boyd a million a year. Yeah. Just sit on which, the bench or you know, whatever. Is exactly <laughs> to play in the twos. Play resties. But they've got to pay overs to get those teams, and that's where the inequality of it um, comes up. And it's just a, a bit of a perfect storm for Hawks. Yeah, and I think converse to that on the player side, you're really unlucky if you're born in like rural Australia or somewhere where you can't use just I'm homesick as I an excuse. Go home. Yeah, because <laughs> it seems like that's been the sort of excuse of this year is that homesick, nah, fuck this shit, sick of sick of this team, want to go free or Hawthorne <laughs> well, <laughs> or, or Collingwood. Well, fucking <laughs> Geelong have got everyone. I yeah. know, I didn't know Geelong had that many people. And the thing, is, the thing is, <laughs> Geelong, Geelong have got picks as well, like not only for this draft, but future picks. They're looking pretty good. <laughs> oh, they've tried to give away. They, they don't give a fuck about drafts. They're bored. They're just trying to get an extra week off. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's going to be, Geelong's going to pretty much just be Turak, more or less. You know what's really, um, really hurting? Um, is that the the draft this year is being held in Adelaide. Is it? Yeah, so not only are Geelong taking Paddy, they're not even rocking up. They're not even going for the fucking draft. <laughs> Giving away all their picks, we don't want them. They're not going to tempt fate, say, Paddy, no. you're banned from South Australia. No. Not going back there. Not going to... Smart move. Find out what, you, what you're missing out on. Last year, though, I think um, both WA clubs got nobody. Yeah. Fucking making up for it this year. Uh, the thing is, I'm not sure it's a good situation for Freer to have. It's just all these small forwards just trying to... It's like seagulls coming back home to, to lay their eggs or whatever they're doing, man. They've gone, gone off and they've gone, nah, fuck it. Had enough of the rest of Australia. Going back to Western Australia. Well, I mean, it, maybe they just fly and fly out. So they want some of that mining money. <laughs> they, they don't know that it's dried up mostly. That's true. It's the overtime that you get. It makes a difference, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they can't send you home. Yeah, but it's been... It, it does feel like there's greater interest in the trade period um, this time around. Yeah. Um, there's definitely more action. Yeah, more yeah. action now, and you see the interest in the the general public. It feels almost like um, dream team or fantasy footy. Yeah, see, I, I feel like this is sort of if I could make my own version of The Apprentice, it'd be something like this, where you're just watching right. big deals go down and seeing who's going to oh, come be- to the forefront of the best negotiators yeah. and who's going to be able to more or less to put an F one uh, analogy in there to burn Eccleston their way to the top, which yeah. is sharpen everyone else and being the most shrewd negotiator. With uh, little regard for everything else. It'd be fantastic to be uh, a fly on the wall just to see what actually yep. goes on. Yeah. Because um, they do it out of Etihad Stadium, don't they? In the, in the corporate suites. Yeah. Like yeah. The first day, they basically do speed dating. 
yeah, um, for all the clubs to sit down with each other. Yeah, and then pretty rude for Ross Lyon to step in. <laughs> try, try and see where he could, yeah, he could well, fit. Why not? <laughs> and then after that, it's pretty much all done over over mobile phone. Yeah, but and most of it's done before then anyway. I think it's just a bit of a formality. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like there'll be all, all sorts of maneuvering come once your season's decided. Yeah, no matter what team you're for, that's when the world maneuvering starts. All all the talks and yeah, and then you get guys like Akamanis who's <laughs> who's. Um, Placing his own rumours out there. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if we had some sort of importance, we'd do the same shit. Of course we would. Uh, that being said, it's going to be glad to see Nick Rewalt down at the Tigers next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a dual Rewalt uh, forward line. That'd be, be formidable. Something, something to see. It might happen, actually, in the uh, international rules game. I think Jack's... Yeah, Jack got in there. I think Jack's um, Yeah, it'd be Jack, Deledio and Rewalt. <laughs> it's going to be hard to get, <laughs> in, get interested in that game over in fucking Ireland. Yeah. I don't know what our... Yep. It's been played at. Not interested full stop, to be honest. Anyway, we thought we'd go through all the trades and the free agencies and, and pick a winner out of uh, what's happened with them. So A winner uh, that isn't Dangerfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first trade was Dangerfield and uh, Steak Knives have gone to um, uh, Geelong. Yep. So uh, the, the funny thing about this was uh, everyone knew that the Dangerfield thing was going to happen. It's the biggest fish in this trade period, and it was yep. done out of the gate. Yep. So obviously they've done all the negotiation and they've just gone, look, mate, it's going to fucking happen. Let's yeah, just do it. Exactly. Um, so let's see, Adelaide will get Dean Gore and uh, the the first round pick for Geelong, which is number nine. So that's a decent old pick. It's not bad. I've never heard of Dean Gore. Um, bring up his profile on the retirement listings. Uh, he is for Geelong, Dean Gore. Um, I think he's just played one or two years in the VFL. Yep. Um, but it's interesting that he is—he's gone to Adelaide, so yep. he is the um, what do you call it—the the steak knives yep. of the deal, which is what um, Cripps was last year in the Beams deal um, to get to Collingwood. Yep. And um, apparently uh, he, he didn't like that uh, Cripps, uh, um, but he kicked on. He was you know best twenty-two yeah. uh, for Collingwood this year. So to be honest, I think all the value picks will be from the VFL players for teams that are pretty stacked and are deep in one a- aspect like. You can look at uh, Hawks, who kind of have a pretty deep midfield when it, when it comes to it. But yeah. the thing is, they can fill them in with um, small forwards and rotating people off the bench. But they're going to have a substitution limit next year, aren't they? Yeah, no no, no sub vest. Yeah. And I think it goes from 120 down to 80, yeah. which is a savage cut. And I think that'll change the makeup of some teams and how they approach games. Because when you look at it, they're going for, obviously, not just your 23 weeks, whatever we play now. You're looking yeah. for finals and, and obviously get the cup. And that's how you'll plan out a season from the start. So I think that'll change the makeup of a lot of teams. Not just change. I think it'll yeah, cha- not only change the makeup, but also selection policy. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that you know, uh, especially okay, talking from Hawthorne, we've got a lot of over thirties. Yeah. It's like mate, all right, three weeks on, one week off type yep. of type of deal for a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- those uh, guys at the. Um, the draft combine who do well in the endurance. Yeah, it's just the importance of it. It's just got bumped up that yeah, little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Gore, yeah, he's a South Australian, so he gets to go back home. Yep. Um, and it was a little bit of an afterthought, I think, to this trade. But yeah. you know, he's got a chance to to try and stake his claim. Yep. Um, and make it worthwhile. Um, but Geelong obviously get their man. Yeah. They get Paddy and uh, another pick who's about number 50. Uh, yeah, they gave up. Uh, what did they give up? Was it? Gore yeah. and pick number nine. Number nine, yeah. I and pick 28, but who cares? Yeah. Um, so basically, Paddy Dangerfield for a first-round draft pick. Yeah, and I mean, you can't just look at that trade in and of itself because Geelong have been very active at the start of the trade period. Fucking yeah. They've been more active than the rest of the AFL put together. And so giving up number nine pick isn't as bad as what it looks like considering the other trades that have taken place, which we'll get into, but... Oh, I think Geelong are the clear winners out of this one because yeah. Paddy's a he's a yeah. top five AFL yeah. player, and I landed in the lap. Yeah, and they're like, you know what our cards are, like you know where we are, you know what our bargaining position is, so you take it or you leave it. Well, it's good that they didn't fuck around. Yeah, like, like we said, it was the first trade out of the gate because so many other trades would have been yeah. hinging on this, yeah. especially for Geelong. We can see how how yeah. active they've been. Yeah, so they've just gone. Look, here it is. We've done all the negotiation. Right, trades open. Let's go. Yeah, done. So, trade number two, Jack Redden go, flying home to the West Coast, and Brisbane Lions get um, a, their first round, uh, another first round pick, yep. um, pick 17. Um, considering that uh, West Coast really held all the cards on this, I think Brisbane Lions did well to get a pick 17, because yeah. he, he's gone. Yeah. You know, they, they said they didn't want him. Yeah. So, he's almost, um, they'd already lost him. So, the yeah. fact they got anything, even though he's a, he's a top talent, yeah. 
is um, yeah taking the piss. And I mean, the thing is, Brisbane is like rats leaving a sinking ship down there. Yeah. Like they're just. But the thing is, they're still getting like they're managing to keep their head above water. I think with the trades they're making and sort of draft picks. And I mean, they're not trading much talent, but draft picks. So you're looking at the future. You're not looking at next year being well, a powerhouse. Well, they did all right last year because they held. Oh, they got beams up there. Yeah. Um, they sort of held their own. Uh, but 13, 2013 was the. Yeah, 2013 was their horror year where yep. they basically lost two years worth of draft draft picks. Yeah, and look, um, I think if so someone... They've done it right. And if someone doesn't want to be there, don't try and keep them there. You know, no. get, move them on. And I think Giros will find out that the hard way with Kamikaze going on. But Yeah. So I think... I don't know who wins this one. I mean, Jack Redden's... He's worth a bit more than a first-round pick. Yeah. But at the same time, Brisbane... Um, getting a first-round pick for someone that you know, they've basically wiped. Yeah. They've got... They've got well from that so uh, I think that's as close to a win-win as we can get but I'll tip it to West Coast yeah did Redden nominate West Coast I, I, I said home I think he said home right I'm not 100% sure yeah I'd tip this one to West Coast um, I think what, what I find what I asked that is because I found it surprising that many people who started going home as an excuse for wanting a trade from the West picked Frio yeah. and I would have thought that West Coast would have been maybe the the better move to go into well, I than mean, Frio. You have a look at it. They finished one and two on the ladder, so you're not that far off either way. Yeah, but I'm just looking at competing positions. Like, you, there's too many small forwards have been flooding into Frio. Oh, Redham runs out of the midfield, and I guess that there's a very strong midfield at West Coast. Yeah, so I think that's um, a better trade for West Coast getting that one than opposed to some of the other homecomers who are yeah. going out to West and what they're going to pick up. Trade number three, Geelong being active again. Um, so they've given away next year's first-round draft pick for Lockie Henderson. Um, considering that I expect Geelong to go up the ladder in t- 2016, yeah. so there's probably going to be a pick in the teens. Yep. So let's say 15 to 20, depending on what else yep. happens. Um, 15 to 20 for Lockie Henderson. Yeah. I think that uh, Carlton have done it right. I think I think Carlton have done very well. I think this is kind of a win-win. Because I think, I think with... with when, would, when did Dangerfield sort of really nominate that Geelong's where he wants to go? It was uh, more the start of the season, yeah? Uh, it, it was, the rumours were there, and they were yeah. pretty strong rumours. Yeah, so I reckon that would have changed the way that uh, Geelong approached how they were going to trade for the 2016 yeah. season, where I think that they would have had a, a mentality that was rebuilding and looking at draft picks and making sure you get the young talent in there that can learn off the talent, uh, the experienced talent you've yeah. already got. But now I think they're reassessing, oh, we're getting Dangerfield and we've got rid of some uh, cap room yep. and we've got good draft picks coming in. We can probably contend for premierships in two to three years or something like that as opposed to, to five to six years, which uh, I think uh, would have been a rebuild. I think even less. I think they were, uh, they've managed their aging veterans very well and they've yep. sort of got rid of a couple each year. Yeah. Um, yep. Some of them, you know, like Chapman and uh, Hunt who still wanted to go on. Yeah. Still yeah. had footy left in them, but they said the time for the club is right now. Yeah. I think, you know, getting Dangerfield and Lockie Henderson, they've gone, we're not building for 2017 to 2020. Yeah. yeah. 2016. We're yeah. having a real crack right now. Yeah. Fuck the next two drafts. Yep. They're not going to play. Yeah. We, we want it right now. And so I think that's why this is a win-win for both teams. I think that um, Carlton have done well for getting whatever they got for next year um, for round, round one. And I think in this day and age, the round one draft picks are just gold, gold. You know, you think you really need them in order to build a, a dynasty because you can't so much. You need good young talent in order to trade in for the spots that you need. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And Lockie Henderson's not going to play in a premiership at Carlton next year. Yeah, or exactly. in the next three years. Carlton, no, yeah, they're not getting off. You know, eighteen, seventeen, sixteen next year. Yeah, um, with the brand new coach as well. Yep. Um, so it's it's no skin off their nose to lose a, a twenty six year old or 25 year old however old he is yeah um, player who's sitting on the fringe exactly yeah and side, you, so. wouldn't, you wouldn't see him improving at Carlton next year but you could see him doing something at another team like Geelong like Geelong hmm. now one of the other big trades that was uh, flagged um, well in advance um, yep. Harley Bennell who um, went speed dating down in Richmond yeah took uh, Dusty Martin out for dinner it was the thing he went down there he met up with Dan Richardson and Dusty Martin and Someone else, can't remember who it was. Probably Cochin, actually. Right. Um, and Dan Richardson came out and said that the reason they didn't, uh, they withdrew their interest for Benno was that he didn't show as much respect as they would have anticipated a player in his position when he was touring the club rooms and talking to the team and that. That being said, Benno didn't want to go to Richmond at all. So I think his mind was already made up. Exactly. So, in a way, it's kind of like, look, uh, from his point of view, I'm already going home. Yeah, but you've asked me. I'll come down. Exactly, and it's, fuck it. You know, dinner reservations aren't yeah. cheap. 
Plus, it's more your manager going, look, you're going to have more money if we go court other teams yeah. and then go back to Ferrero. Then yeah, just going, look, that's that. where I'm going. Don't want to talk to anyone else. And his, his heart wasn't in it. Yeah. So, and I it mean, was out at 4am that morning, yeah. I think. So <laughs> <laughs> it kind um, of comes clear about that. So obviously, the, the big thing comes when he goes to Frio is yep. the, the Frio system um, versus his outside influences. But I think there's... It's almost that there's so much focus on his outside influences that that might actually help him. Yeah, like yeah. You guarantee if he's out buying a kebab at one a.m., yeah. there's going to be you know photos everywhere of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, no matter how innocent, and especially down the west, I mean they're more hardcore than the Melbourne media in Fish regards Bowl, to, yeah. to AFL. So he's coming from Gold Coast, who nobody would have had a clue who yeah. he was. Yeah, I mean they still probably get Garrett mixed up with. <laughs> uh, I don't know any rugby players with bald heads. I was going to say Melcheski. was like, hey, oh, fuck, doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, they're probably I don't know, yeah. for a cabbage patch kid. Yeah, exactly. That will let one go. Um, so they got uh, Harley Bennell, and they had to give up uh, their first round draft pick, which is pick sixteen, and some later round draft. Yeah, picks. and twenty two, I think they end up giving up. Uh, no, they got twenty. Uh, Frio got twenty two. Oh, sorry, yeah, Frio gave up 22. sixteen and thirty five. Yeah, um, that's a steal for Frio. Um, but obviously, the the only risk is it can he keep his uh, nose clean? Yeah, literally. And the other thing is, like like I said, I think Freo have got too many of those small forwards coming in at this time. And oh, but Harley Bennell's a talent. Yeah, when well, he is on, he is yeah. so damn good. I don't think Harley Bennell will be the problem. I think it's the other ones that have come home, and they got Jetta coming there as well, in the competing positions. No, nah, he's West Coast. West Coast was he? Oh, there you go. Um, but look, Harley Bennell adds a lot of firepower um, yep. to Freo. It, it's a great pickup um, for any club. Yeah, it's just it, as long as he keeps himself clean. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, the next trade, trade number five, which is an absolute rarity, is a straight swap player for player. No yep. picks involved. Yeah, you, just, you yep. know, it's, it's a classic. You don't see it anymore. And when you look at the both teams, you just like they were. They was like, yeah, all right, fuck it, whatever. We're not interested in going to the business of draft picks and what's worth what. Well, now this is one where you're right because Sydney needed a ruckman. They got a ruckman. West yep. Coast needed a halfback flanker. Apparently, yeah, yeah. I I didn't think they did. Neither did but, I. I thought uh, Maston was covering the whole back half back line very well. I thought you know they got McGovern, yeah. they got um, uh, McKenzie, they got Brown to come back. They're not bad across half back, yeah. but uh, Lewis Jetta. So maybe he plays off a wing. I don't know. But Gaff was yeah. all Australian on the wing, I think. So it was just a case of well, he wants to come home. I guess we'll take him. Yep, and gave up Callum Sinclair. Is that correct? Sinclair's a ruckman. Sinclair, yeah. yeah, Sinclair's a funny one because uh, for me he was worst on ground in the grand final. Yeah played a brilliant game in the quarterfinal when yep. the uh, West Coast beat Hawks. Yeah. Um, clearly the number two Ruckman, though. Yep. Um, whereas he's going off to Sydney now, he'll be the number one Ruckman because they've got nobody else. Exactly. Yeah, Mike Pike's retired. So. Yeah, which is good. Uh, how Canadian of him. Um, he actually said, I think, at their best and fairest dinner, I'm going to retire even though I've got a year on my contract. Oh, hang on. I'll find out if you get another Ruckman. So he, he waited until <laughs> really? the Swans got another Ruckman and went, okay, now I'm retired. Oh, there you go. Um, just to make sure. Um, so I thought that was uh, that was pretty good of him, but typical Canadian. Yeah. And Jetta, Jetta had a great 2012 when they won the premiership. Yeah. Um, burning with pace, and then he's had a couple of injuries and has looked disinterested at times. Yeah, and I think maybe, I mean, at West Coast over at home could go one or two ways. Be less interested yep. with other things, or he might not be such a focus and might play some of his best footy there. Maybe it'll be very interesting to see. Yeah, um, I hope he does well because he can be really exciting and I think West Coast is somewhere where he could flourish where he's not a focus and can be on the end of plays as opposed to trying to drive yeah him. trying to drive him. Uh, I think it might be one of those players that just uh, he got comfortable at the Swans he's been yep. there long enough now he's got to you know prove himself again yeah, it might yep. just reignite his career yeah. I'd like to see like a cracker or someone who goes back there and really sort of finds their own yeah I mean obviously he's in the waffle but yeah um, trade number six uh, Jake Melksham off to uh, Melbourne and Essendon get another draft pick, pick 25. Um, yeah, it's probably fair value, I, I think. I'm going to give the advantage of that one. Oh, sorry, we didn't say. Who got the advantage out of this one? I, I think Sydney, oh. just because they needed a Ruckman more yeah, than yeah. West Coast needed Lewis yeah, Jetta. definitely. Yeah. Even though Lewis Jetta could help uh, West Coast to a flag. Yeah, well, Jetta's a better player, but for the way yeah. the team set up, yeah. they, like, they needed yeah. the, the, the field holes better. Needs were more at yeah. uh, Sydney. Um, uh, sorry, back to uh, trade number six, Melksham and Essendon. I think Essendon... Um, got uh, you know a pick twenty five for a player who's on their fringe. Even though he's yep. shown he's shown some improvement this year, yeah, I thought he was um, almost on the AFL scrap heap last year. He played a couple of good games this year, and then 
injuries got him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say Essendon did all right out of that because yeah. you know they've obviously they lost a few draft picks through the whole scandal. Yeah. Um, so it's time for them to to build up. And let's face it, Melksham might be best 22, but he's not best 10. Yeah. And look, the second round, you're very high pick in the second round, and the second round is where you start to get your values. Um, <clears throat> to be honest, you'll find a lot of disappointment in the top 10 of uh, first-round draft picks, yeah. generally. It's, it's always, I mean, who's the best scout, more or less. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a very good position for Essen to get. And to be honest, Melbourne, Melksham definitely bolsters a bit of you know, their <laughs> core, but I don't see why. It, it's it's an, just another one of their picks that they yeah. picked. and. An average player from another side? Yeah. I think 25, they could have got someone a lot better out of out of this trade. It's yeah. definitely a window asset. Um, yeah. For starters, they get uh, another draft pick. Uh, you know, a 25 is not high. It's second round, but yeah. it's a person who, uh, another person into the club who wasn't there during the, the, yeah. the dark exactly. days. Exactly. Yeah. There's another no, chance. It's just, I mean, they've they've taken Chris Dawes. They've taken Herdia. Yeah. Um, Lumumba. Lumumba, yeah. Um, you know, over the years, there's been others like they've picked up Byron Pickett. Garlett. No. Uh, um, yeah, Jeffy Garlett. Garlett, yeah. Yeah. Coming from Carlton. He's done all yeah. right. Yeah. But there's just all those didn't need them, mid-range players from other clubs that have gone on to be mid-range players at Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I, exactly. I just, I don't really get it. Yeah. It's like you're making a, a very concerted effort for banality for a season. For yeah. Us. It's just, you know, it, it's... It's almost like they're trying to find that diamond in the rough. Yeah. And they're just, they're buying scratch-off tickets. Yeah, the thing is, you're better off just going with someone who you have no idea about or someone who you're like, they could be a star, which is like going in the draft or going with recycled players. I don't know. It's just it's just funny. Uh, trade number seven. Uh, this one broke my heart. Um, Hawks uh, get uh, first-round draft pick number 15 and number 55. Uh, outgoing Jed Anderson and pick 38 and pick 40. Yep. Um, Jed Anderson's uh, just, I think this is a win for North. Yep. Because uh, Jed Anderson at the right age is shown, geez, he's got some talent. Yeah. Um, if he, as long as he doesn't go duck hunting in the off season, he'll be right. Yeah. And I think it's going to be tough for Hawthorne to hold on to him always because one, you can't fit him in. Two, he's going to be worth a salary increase and maybe you can't fit that in as well. And so it might just be the best option to, to offload him. You can't blame him. I mean, yeah. it, I think he's been at Hawthorne for three or four years and they got him through yep. GWS. Um, but I think he's 22. I think he's got two kids. Really? It's very hard to Jeez. cement your future when you're playing VFL. Yeah. And even though Hawks have had a couple of retirements and uh, you know, not his positions. Suckling going out, yeah. A full back, a ruckman, and a half back flanker. Yeah. When not you're, playing any of them. When you're a, a mid forward. Yeah, and you know Mitchell, Lewis, Bruce, and Piopolo. It's very hard to, you know, he's looking at another year, at least half a year, yep. in, in the resis. And, and the, the thing is, um, when he did play, he actually showed like good talent. He, I remember one game where he, he stood out on his debut or something, where he really stood out and he played, nice goals, yeah, he some nice goals. In fact, then he had two kids at twenty-two. Yeah, he yeah. really tried to fit into Western Sydney. Didn't he? <laughs> Uh, it was one of those ones where they, you know, the Western Sydney got draft bonuses, or no, they had the, the rights to seventeen-year-olds. Oh, okay. And Hawthorne had to trade to get so, the rights. Oh, so trying to get Jenison have some kids, and they'll get them. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's going to thrive, um, yep. it, just with a little more opportunity. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, a, a one that Hawthorne had no choice in it; it just couldn't fit him. Yeah. So uh, it was somebody else's gain. Yeah. Um, now, this one, I reckon, is an absolute steal for Adelaide. Uh, Adelaide get Kirtley Hampton from GWS for yep. next year's second-round draft pick. So that's probably going to be, what, uh, between 25 and 30 or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, could even... Yeah, yeah, probably 30 would be maximum. So, yeah, something yeah, around yeah, yeah. there. I think 25 would be probably ripping off, but I think, yeah. Well, I think I GWS mean, do pretty well. Whatever Adelaide's second-round pick, it could even be 35. Yeah. Um, I, I I like Curtly Hampton as a as a player running off half back. He's got um, the right size. He's got a bit of pace yeah. for his height as well. Um, he could do with a bit of uh, work on his disposal, but you know that that comes in time. I mean, you're a backman, so that's always <laughs> the last thing you work on. <laughs> exactly. But I think he fills in the gaps that the Crows need. Um, obviously, you've got Tex up forward. You've got a midfield that's got Sloan in them in it. Yeah. You need sort of that enforcer in the back line to play like a Jakovic role. I mean, they've got um, Talia, who's been on. Uh, all Australian or, and fringe All Australian in a couple yeah, of years, yeah. and uh, Rory Laird, Laird 
Laird, yeah. Laird, yeah. Um, and I think uh, Smith is uh, all Australian back pocket as well. Yep. So they're, they're yeah, building Crouch up. Crouch there so as always, a little, Crouch, little yeah, runaround fella. Spent yeah. a bit of time injured this year, I yeah. think, as well. Yeah. So it's another, um, you know, that mid to tall backman. Yeah. Um, if he can get a bit of run as his body develops, uh, I think that's a great pickup for yeah. next year's second round draft pick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Adelaide, you look at them to improve next year. Um I don't think they'll they'll improve as a team over the main season. Yeah. As far as, as how deep they go, I think they'll probably go the same. Well, I mean, losing L- Dangerfield is big. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're young enough that the overall improvement can yep. be worth a Dangerfield if that makes sense. And, and also, it gives you the chance to see the effect that Dangerfield had on the rest of the team that was coming through, especially you know young midfielders, um, the rest of the team, and seeing how they can learn from what he sort of laid down more or less. Uh, I think they'll enjoy also just. Uh, one, a year without the tragedy. Yep. And two, without the constant all-year um, yeah. talk of, is Dangerfield going to go? Yep. And obviously he knew. You know, He says yeah. he said he, he didn't make the decision until two weeks after the season, but yeah. he, in his heart he knew. And look, I think Phil Walsh passing away is probably one that threw a span in the works, going, fuck, well. What else do you do? We've got to, we've got to like, you know, stick together now. Yeah. You know, things are more important than footy and can't really put it out then, but yeah. Uh, trade number nine, the Tigers finally do something. Yeah, well, we haven't been active in trade week too much in the last couple of years and to our benefit, really, because trade week isn't our strong point <laughs> ever. <laughs> you picked up a free agent last year, Hunt, and he was all right. Uh, he did He's all right. Okay. He started off well, finished off terrible. Yeah. Um, so they get Jacob Townsend, who I couldn't pick out of a lineup. Yeah, got no idea. Uh, I'd, I'd heard about him only because doing the research, when yeah. Jewis first came into research for super coach and shit, yep. come across his players and they were like, oh, yeah, maybe he's good, but never really got a chance. Um, look, they gave up, what was it, the fourth round or fifth round? Seventh round. Seventh round. Look, <laughs> Tigers don't recruit into the fourth round, let alone fifth, sixth, seventh round. Pick 120 they gave. Um, oh, no, they got with Jacob Townsend. Sorry. Oh, so they got that they gave that. around their fourth. So they gave up pick 70. Yeah. So basically, Jacob Townsend is worth 50 draft All right. picks. Let's be honest. Richmond were never going to select anyone with that draft pick, regardless, especially on this draft. They're so, still not going to pick anyone with that pick under yeah, 20. Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty much, you've given us him, and yeah, that's all well and good. We'll just call it even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody's fighting over custody yeah, in this no. battle. Uh, okay, uh, now this one did surprise me a little bit. Trade number 10 was Tom Bell heading up to the Brisbane Lions, yep. along with pick 41 who goes down to... Uh, and Carlton get pick 21 and pick 60. Yeah. Um, I think this is a steal for Brisbane. Um, yeah. They couldn't wait for, for this offer to be put in front of them. I think anyone going to Brisbane is a steal for Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Shit. Fucking quick, sign him on the line. Especially, especially how rare is it the go-home factors to Queensland? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, yeah. okay, so it happened last year with Beams, but that's beside the fucking point. Yeah, well, what happened to him? Yeah, fucking <laughs> point in case. Well, he got yeah, playing this fucking he, year. He got their best and fairest, <laughs> along with half the other side. So- oh, sorry, I was getting Clay Beams is fucked now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, My bad. So, Tom Bell wanted to go up for family, and he's, look, he's a best 22 player for Carlton. Yeah, yeah. Probably even, even higher up. And well, definitely this year. And to give away a, a best 22 for pick 21. Yeah, look, yeah. That's a steal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think, um, look, when you add it to that midfield of, of Brisbane, they've got the core. Now, just start adding the meat yeah. to the to the bones. They still need their key position players. Yeah, exactly. Um, but maybe he can pinch it you know, down yep. forward. And look, if you get him for, I mean, what I think is a pretty good deal. I think um, it's a great deal. Brisbane. If, if he improves, gives you lots more sort of bargaining power next trade period. Yep, absolutely. Um, it's been at least uh, seven picks since we've talked about uh, Geelong. Well, seven trades, rather. Oh, shit. So uh, let's go back into Ge- uh, trade 11. Now, this is one of the complicated trades. So, <laughs> And seven picks is, I think, in the the realm of trade hours, what, five hours or something like that? Well, it depends on what day it is. Yeah, if yeah. it's during the first week, seven picks is... Four days. Yeah, yeah. If it's during the last hour, it's <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. The first part of this trade, North Melbourne get a third round draft selection, which is pick 53. Yeah. Geelong get Zach Smith. Yeah. So, Zach Smith it was a pick number two, I think, when you went to Gold Coast. Yeah. Huge reps. Huge, huge reps. Had a good season, good. too. Had a good season. In their debut year, yep. one of their shining lights. Yeah. Um, and fell away very quickly after that. Well, the thing is, I mean, in your debut season for an entire team, how do you defend against that when you set up yeah. your strategy? How do you go, all right, you look out for this cunt? Yeah. <laughs> you got no idea. And so then, obviously, I think the second season, like, all right, well, just, you know, make sure he doesn't do anything in the air and around the ground. He's fucking useless. So, it's, yeah, it's a, 
I thought he sh- he showed a lot, um, but um, it, it is funny now. You know, Gold Coast in their debut year, you know, their two twin towers were Zach Smith and uh, Charlie Dixon. Yeah, and they've lost one, and they're likely to lose the other yep. in this trade period. It's almost so certainty. Yeah, they're just about. You know, there's not many uh, originals there anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's obviously Gary and Swallow, but besides them. Um, so, part two of this trade, um, Geelong gets a round three selection. Gold Coast get Daniel Curry. Yep. Um, it surprised me that Daniel Curry was 26. Is he really? Because um, wow. he, he's sort of been on the cusp at North for a long time. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and North is a team that had a lot of ruckmen because... Uh, that was yep. part of the problem is one Goldstein rucks for 99% of the game yep. so the role of a second ruckman you better be able to do something else exactly. because otherwise you're no use yep. so then they had uh, Magic Door yep. who was a marketing experiment yeah. which is what it looked like because yeah. um, he hasn't come on um, in the uh, in the skill department as yet yeah, he's and as well other things. Benny Brown who shocked them yeah, it, yeah. Who was like you wouldn't expect him to be who you thought Magic Door was going to be, more yeah, or less. Exactly. Um, he had a shocking um, final against uh, West Coast in, in the prelim, yep. but he was brilliant last September. So yep. if he gets a little bit of um, consistency between the two, he, yep. he's laughing. So Curry's been sitting there. He's been the next best thing for too long. So he decided, fuck it, I'm off. And fair enough. I mean, can't blame him. Six-man awards are all well and good, but you want championships, don't you? Um, or you, you want game time. Yeah. I think he's only played like five games or something stupid like that. Yeah. And when you're 26, again, it's very hard to shore up your future playing VFL. Yeah. I mean, it must be hard to get up every morning for training and shit, knowing that you're, you're going to be playing. there or thereabouts. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now he's going to rip up the NEFL. Um Yep. And the final part of this uh, three-way trade is Brisbane Lions get Josh Walker. Yep. Is that hang on, is this part of the same no, trade? No, no, this is a new one. one. Yeah. Sorry, I fucked that up. Yeah. Never mind. Um, the last part was Geelong getting the... Uh, to round oh, three right. selection yeah. next year, which is, yeah. who cares? Yeah. <laughs> round three yeah. next year. Yeah. So picking the 40s or 50s. Yeah. It's like a lottery ticket for next year's lotto, more yeah. or less. Um, which, now this one is one of the... Uh, oh, hang on. Who do we think did best out of that three? Um, I'm going to say Geelong again, because I don't think they gave up all that much. Um, uh, and Zach Smith could be good if he gets his body sorted and his head he could yeah, be good yeah look uh, yeah I think it was more just shifting around players to suit positions more or less yeah I'd th- yeah. say Geelong probably got the bit out of it but there wasn't so much loser it was mainly a trade of convenience yep. makes sense so trade 13 is Geelong get a round 5 selection next year and Brisbane get Josh Walker and Jared Jansen yeah doesn't say much for your value, does it really? No. <laughs> you got two, <laughs> two players for round five next year, which could be in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the thing is, I don't think Geelong is going to take that pick. They're going to look to offload that in some of the trade period <laughs> next prob- year. Yeah, they're probably, yeah, exactly. Or they're just going to pass. Yeah. Yeah. So Josh Walker was a good player in the VFL. <laughs> yeah. Jared Jansen, I couldn't tell you what he looked it's like. It's more or less, you've got traded for cap room, yeah. <laughs> more or less. <laughs> You got traded because we, we couldn't be bothered drawing yeah. up the next contract. It's like someone paying 30 cents on the dollar for your debt. Oh, three cents on the dollar. Yeah. Um, so I guess Brisbane won that because that means they've got more players. Yeah. And that's all they need. That's what they need, yeah. <laughs> They're running out of... Uh, they've got all these Guernseys there. It's like, somebody, anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. They don't sell too well with uh, blank Guernseys. Okay, trade number 14. That came through loud. Um, yeah, it did. So we finally answered the question to where's Stevie Johnson going to coach in a couple of years' time? Yep. Um, so Stevie J goes to GWS and Essendon. How is that? Uh, I think Have we fucked it up here. No, no. Stevie J goes to GWS. Um, going to coach over 2016. Geelong got um, the future 2016 fifth round pick ah, okay. from Sorry. GWS. Um, I think that's the lowest trade possible, isn't it? Uh, like, pretty close to it. The oh, the, last well, pick, whatever. I mean, there was a round seven pick that. Um, Richmond got yeah uh, yeah this is true that was completely news to me I thought fifth and that was that was about it but then again I go for Richmond so we never really select anyone after the fourth so sorry yeah here's where I stuffed it up because that pick was there so Geelong get 2016 round five selection for Stevie J yep right now I'm reading it right oh yeah I see what you mean yeah because they gave two future picks two in a row it's yeah yeah that's why I stuffed up. Geelong, they're just playing in too many fucking yeah, trades. It's fucking hard to keep up. 
This is their ruse, I think. Just confuse everybody, and all yeah. of a sudden, hey, premierships. Well, it worked on me. Yeah. But anyway, um, obviously, GWS get away. Uh, I think that's a, a great deal. Yeah. Um, and Geelong getting anything for somebody that they've yep. essentially told you're not playing you next year. Exactly. Well, what do they care? And look, great fit for GWS, especially when you're looking at Cam McCarthy trying to go home. Yeah. Makes a good case for, well, you're not worth as much as you were like a week ago because we've got Stevie J now. So we don't really need you as much. I think they should get the deal done. Yeah for him as well yeah and I know um, his manager's come out and said that he'd really love for all parties to meet Cam's parents and get just, to lay the land and yeah. understand that it's not a business it's it's uh, personal matters this is the way it is yep. yeah and look I, I think that's uh, fair enough given that the clubs will always try and flog off the team loyalty um, aspect but it's only one way it's not the it's a business from the team perspective and it's loyalty from the player's perspective yeah yeah uh, at the end of the day, you know, they say there's no sentiment in football and geez, team, uh, clubs can show up when it comes to contract time. Yeah, yeah exactly. End of the year. And, you know, um, you'd say Stevie J, 270 games, yeah. I don't know, fuck knows how many goals, yep. three premierships, um, Norman Smith medal, and they go, mate, we just don't see in our plans. And look, Ryan Crowley. Yeah. Point in case. Um, just got the red letter day, uh, completely blindsided by it. Had a year out due to suspension taking something, where it was. Painkillers. Painkillers, yeah. Um, yeah, and then they've come back and said, yeah, um, you're just not in our plans. I always always wonder with that because um, if that was the first indication he ever got that he wasn't getting contract, that's yep. pretty fucking rough. Yeah. Having said that, surely during the year they said, mate, we don't know what's happening. Yeah. You, you're 32, you yeah. had a year out, we don't know. And he explicitly came out and said that that, that wasn't the case. He did. Yeah. But that, I wonder. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I mean... Actually met Crowley once or twice, yeah. and he was a fucking hilarious bloke. Like, Everyone says he's fucking nice hilarious. Probably not the most switched on, really, but okay. fucking hilarious and good value. Yeah. Um. So we up to trade number fifteen. West Coast get Jonathan Giles, who's at his fourth club. Yeah, trying um, to stay fit. <laughs> Essendon get uh, around three draft pick, which is fifty-seven. Um. So it, it was just it's funny because he only spent one year at Essendon, and they played him two games yep yep so i don't know what was going on they must have not liked what they saw on the track or what they saw in the vfl um but when you've pulled in you've lost patty Ryder, who's their starting ruckman you've um pulled in a a a decent ruckman from gws not played playing at gus good raps and he must have been shit out on the track well especially with mckernan not doing too well for a long time with the bombers they still didn't give him a go so yeah but i mean mckernan tried his heart out but yeah he was he was never going to win his position. Yeah. I mean, he's fucking, he's five foot four. And there was probably okay, uproar about four. trying to get Giles in there and give him a crack and just see how he goes because... Uh, say that he must have been crap. Yeah, like, but the thing is, you don't think you do him any, any more value by leaving him on the sidelines. I mean, he's not fucking Wally Burke, is he? Yeah, well, you know, he threw him in for like a couple of games, but, you know, new coach in there obviously as well. So he said his say and went, nut, fuck off. Um, and West Coast get a replacement for um, Sinclair that they lost. But, I mean, yep. they got Nick Nat and Lysette, so they're only getting him for depth. Yeah, and, and, I mean, it might turn out that that's the best opportunity he gets and he might be able to break his way into that top two. I mean, because Nick Nat, he's always going to be the versatile ruckman where yeah. you don't want him doing all the ruck work. You want him around the ground and doing... Well, he's a unique everything. ruckman. Nobody can move like, like yeah, Nick Nat does. exactly. So I think you look at uh, him trying to challenge him to take that second spot. What else is interesting, like we said with Giles, this is his fourth club. Um, he never had two clubs in the one state. Yeah. So he yeah. started at Port Adelaide, didn't play a game. Up to GWS, a couple of years, played a few games. Melbourne, um, you know, playing for Essendon. Now he's over in WA. Quite the wanderer. So, yeah, I can yeah. say, if uh, Brisbane or Gold Coast are looking for somebody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah get him in there. If, you know, travelling interstate could use a passport. And my know, OCD says you fucking have to do it. You'd have to. <laughs> Even as a 32-year-old just to you know, yeah. play Neeful for yep. Gold Coast. Yep. Uh, I mean, he's a pretty tall fucker. I'd like to see him down playing soccer or something, headbutton goals from a <laughs> corner kicks or something like that. You go play for the Brisbane Roar, well, you reckon? Well, well, I figure if you... If, I mean, you got the Neeful, but you've probably got pretty strong Brisbane Roar and... Uh, he doesn't look unlike Freddie Flintoff. The, he can get yeah. a game for the Brisbane Heat. Yeah, true, true, actually. But I think he's bit too skinny and a bit of a beanpole to be able to withstand um, cricket. So. What? You'd you, be thicker than Flintoff in more ways than one. Oh, shit. Yeah. Actually, yeah, probably right. Probably right. Um, anyway, I, I don't know who wins out of that. Um, I guess it's a, it's a wash. Uh, no, Essendon win. Essendon win, yeah. Cause they get another player. 
and Essen are all about getting rid of what they got and just getting something new. Yeah. But like that's their MO. So if that happens, then they've won. And West Coast are just depth. That's yeah. all they've got. Um, in a position they don't... In a position that they've got sorted. It seems like West Coast have had no intention to do anything and then someone's gone, oh, we're at this and they've gone, oh, oh yeah, shit, okay. All right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right. We didn't do nothing last yeah. year. We may as well make up for yeah. it. Um, trade number 16. Fuck me. Um, Adelaide get Paul Seedsman and Collingwood get uh, pick 32. Um, I'm going to say that's a good pick up for Adelaide. Yeah, I actually um, don't mind Seedsman. I thought he young too. played well when he did play. Um, and like we've been battering on, I think it's horses for courses. Too many people with the S compete against in Collingwood for that position. Yeah, um, Adelaide, I think he'll fit in and give a bit of strength to that, that midfield that they need. Bit of a, you know, as long as he can you know, bulk up a little bit and well, throw his weight around. Like you said, he's young, so he's going to develop. Yeah. Um, and he looks like he's going in the right direction. Yep. Um, so it would be it'd be very interesting, I think. And um, learn a lot from the experience at Collingwood as well, Will, I think, um, transfer across to the Adelaide, uh, wherever you're going to play in. Yeah. Midfield and, or, or wings or whatever. And, you know, pick 32 for Adelaide, um, it, it's it's not a bad pick, yep. but that's obviously going to be an 18-year-old as opposed to um, Seisman, who's 20, 21. Yeah. Closer to the age group of the rest of their core players. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be, you know, coming into his peak closer to where Adelaide yeah. needs him. Yep. as opposed to whoever picked 30-whatever it yeah. was, ends up. Um, and the last trade that went through today, um, trade 17, is the fucking, fucking monster. monster trade, yeah. All right, let's start from the top. Melbourne get Ben Kennedy. And from Collingwood, yep. From Collingwood. They also get pick 29 and pick 50. Um, yep. Ben Kennedy is a good, uh, a, a good player. Uh, I think this is a better trade that, uh, that Melbourne yep. have made because at least there's some upside. Yep. You know, with some of the other ones we mentioned earlier, they've, you know, like Melksham and um, Lumumba and Dawes. Yeah. Guys that have probably, you've already seen their best. Yeah. At least Kennedy's got room to grow. Yep. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think with um, giving up how, how's doing it wrong, top quality player, but where, where Melbourne are going, they're not going to win premierships. Um, and so I think it's a good uh, strategy to build up a player like how into where he is. Yeah. And offload him for younger talent in order to invest in the next two or three years. And the fact that he didn't want to be there. That, yep, that that'll helps. Help. So. Um, and lost Jimmy Tumpus, who I actually, I liked him in his first year, but he did fall away a little bit this year. Yep, yeah, um, I think I found out a little bit. Yeah. So Collingwood get Jeremy Howe, like we said. Yep. And uh, pick 68. Yeah. Um, I think I, I really like Jeremy Howe as a player. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's got the high screaming marks, but there's been a few times where he'd be floating across half-back and the other team would have to go, well, shit, I can't kick it there. Yeah. Because if I kick it high, yeah. nobody else can touch it. Yeah. Um, so maybe with, um, you know, the um, not the the leftovers of the tanking days and that kind of... Um, yeah. It sounds harsh to say, but that losing mentality. Yeah. Um, yeah. At Collingwood, who will be driving, they need to play finals this year. Yeah. Um, he's got a good chance he's going to play finals at Collingwood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. And especially... The way Collingwood are going, um, you can see him going there and being a major contributor with yeah. what they're doing because they've got they, with someone like that, you can open up a very free flowing style of, of game, yep. which, as we've seen, is sort of the way you have to be able to beat teams like Hawthorne who have got the maturity across half back and can really set up from there. The other thing is, um, if they play how up forward, um, it, it's almost a, um, a get out of jail card for them like if they get yeah. in trouble <laughs> kick up Travis cloak <laughs> yeah. yeah or cloak yeah um, they've had that with Jamie Elliott a little bit it's just like oh fuck just kick it up there let's see what he can do Yeah. now they've got another one Yeah. Um, so you know that uh, Elliott might even play up the ground more and the thing is Elliott's only small but obviously he can jump but if yeah. you've got Howe you've got Elliott front and centre fuck yeah. like yeah. that's formidable in a, in a half forward line absolutely um, and especially if you know uh, Travis Cloak might find himself uh, a, a new well he's got now options because they can play him uh, as centre-half back which yep. I still say they should do because yep. he can't fucking kick straight centre-half forward or centre-half back have him running towards goal not away from goal or he can play out of the goal square as a, uh, a jumping bag for Jeremy Howe he, he can just stand there that's his job is a launch pad why fucking not? Like it's, it's like you remember that uproar about netball where that chick bent over and yeah. acted as a stool for the chick to defend. Yeah, I like that idea actually. Why not? And uh, the last end of this yeah, a spare man in, in attack, a spare man in attack. Yeah. <laughs> and the last part of this mega trade was uh, Port Adelaide, who get Jimmy Tumpus and pick thirty-two, and they had to give up uh, pick twenty-nine and pick fifty yep. and pick sixty-eight. So they get. Tumpus and pick 32. Um, not bad. It's a little bit of steak knives again. 
for yeah. support. Yep. If Tumpus comes good, then great. If not, yeah, yeah. Th- they're not paying yeah. big bucks. I think Port were the sort of little um, marginal link that needed to be added to complete Just the trade. Just get it over. Yeah, yeah. and then there's someone like Port allowed to be like, yeah, well, we can see how that might work for us. But I think, yeah, pretty decent for Collingwood and, and Melbourne as well. I think Collingwood, uh, they might struggle from having too many players wanting to go to their clubs and yeah. feeling obliged to to have, accept them, if that makes sense, because yep. they're good players. But are they going to be a premiership in two years? Could be. Could be. Well, young talent. They but, need to improve this year. Yeah. Like, I actually think they have improved the last two years, but yep. the ladder position says they haven't. Yeah. And even though that's not the be-all and end-all, you've got to you know look beyond that yep. um, and look at it subjectively. Objectively still matters. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and... Buckley's been at the helm for five years and they've gone down the ladder five years in a row. Yeah. That, that's, that's a hard pill to swallow. And I think, especially with lots of the younger players, they had so many injuries over probably the last 18 months yeah. is that I don't think you've had enough time to put those players on the field to understand what holes you need to fill in yeah. because you don't know what... Or it does the system work. Yeah. And because you get players in, they're supposed to be this... this X position, but really, you might see that they fit in better as a Y position. You know, yeah. be a forward line, and really, they fit much better as, as a backline player. But you don't have sort of the the track record or the data from having them playing yeah. to be able to analyse that and see where they fit in. So, like um, when Chris Tarrant went over to Frio, I mean, he was all yeah. Australian centre half forward or yeah. forward flank, yeah. became an all Australian centre half back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's that's a prime example of something like that. And I think Collingwood just haven't had enough time for a team to gel on the track, like in game day, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's, there's no real losers out of that one. I mean, I, I think Melbourne are because Howe yeah. is a better player than Kennedy right now. Yeah. But um, he didn't want to be there, so they're yeah. better off without him. And that being said, this is Monday night we're recording this, so yeah, yeah. there's going to so be a, a lot still, of changes. Well, the next three days are the biggest three days of trade period. Yeah. We actually talked about this um, before we started. We're like, should we wait till Thursday? And we're like, actually, uh, we record Mondays. Yeah, we record Mondays. And if you're online and ask for facts, then um, probably going to come a bit short. <laughs> you got problems. Yeah. Um, so they're the trades so far up to Monday night. There's obviously more rumored. We'll go through the rumored trades in a minute. But yep. um, the other um, big period is the free agency, obviously. Yeah. Um, which we touched on at the start. So let's go through the free agency signings so far. Yeah. Um, Matty Suckling uh, wins two premierships in a row at Hawthorne and goes off to the Bulldogs. Yep. Can't blame him. Yep, not at all. Um, look, taking a little bit of a bump in pay. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, players like that, to be honest, I think they might get a little bit bored around an environment where you're not the major contributor and you're winning premierships, but you don't feel like you've got more to offer, if that yep. makes sense. And you can go to a place like Western Bulldogs where they're going up. And you can see you can be an integral part of that team. And I think you'll get a bit more reward from those premierships from what he's done with Hawks. There's, I guess you can argue that he's the 22nd best player at Hawthorne because he was the sub um, during the grand final. Yeah. Um, so now he probably goes up and maybe he's the 12th yep. best player. Yeah. Yep. Um, it becomes integral. Yep. From a Hawthorne supporter's point of view, there's been a few times where, especially the first half of this year, um, Suckling's kicking was shit house. Yeah. And along with his decision making and he's so soft. His second half of the year was pretty good. And he kicked some clutch goals. Yeah. So it's it's one of those guys where mate, you've done well by us. Yeah, exactly. You, you played in two premierships, yeah. you've done your role, somebody's offering you a little bump in pay. Yeah. Good luck to you. And the thing is, if you weren't getting Carlisle, you'd be like, well, you motherfucker left us after it. But then we're getting Carlisle, like, well, yeah, fair enough, bloke. Well, yeah, you do what you got to do. It's almost the same opinion I have of the Carlisle one. If it happens, good. If not, yeah, not yeah. bad. And I think that's that's the opinion that Hawks supporters should have because you're sitting pretty regardless. Yeah, I think your advantages exactly. aren't with these players that come in. Your advantages are with the players you've already got. And so I think anything extra you get in, there's only going to be a bonus. Way it goes, yeah. But it's up to the other people to be able to build the experience in order to beat a team like that. So the next, um, because we can't talk this long without mentioning Geelong again. Mm-hmm. So they signed Scotty Selwood um, as a free agent. Yep. Um, and I think that Gold Coast, uh, Gold Coast, West Coast could not care less. Yeah, no. Because, um, I mean, former best and fairest and a vice captain, but not in their best 22. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in this contract, um, Selwood has to actually pick up the balls after training and <laughs> run out the water. So. Well, he can't run out the water because the first thing he's done as a Geelong player is gone and got surgery. Ankle surgery again. <laughs> Obviously, Geelong would have known that. Obviously, but... hates a preseason. <laughs> hates it... the 4K trial. <laughs> why, why not? Um, it was also funny that West Coast came out and said that um, they were disgusted in the compensation they got. 
um, which is <laughs> that they signed for and agreed to. <laughs> that they they would have known about before they signed it. But yeah. he, uh, Scott Selwood was a restricted free agent, so they could have matched it. Yeah, <laughs> obviously that's not in their best interest. But I just. Yeah, you don't like, need to come out and talk. And the thing is, if you're going to say something, make it smart and point and intelligent. Don't say something that's that fucking retarded that everyone can see <laughs> through it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I understand a company line, but be realistic. Like, in this situation, be like, all right, well, let's be honest. He wasn't going to do much at West Coast, yeah. and we got not much for he's him. Not, fair enough. He's not in our best 22, Yeah, and we got to pick 37. So we've got yeah. a second-round draft pick. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, say the politics and just call a spade a spade. Yeah, just what it is. Um, and the Hawks got pick 39 for Matty Suckling. But at the same time, they're like, yeah, well, he's yeah, going to go. Exactly. Um, actually, on that, it's been um, the last couple of years. And I'm going to say that Geelong really um, started this off with um, Chappie when he left. Yeah. Where they've delisted de- somebody and still given them time at the best and fairest to come and say, mate, you've been a champion for us. Yeah. Come talk to your crowd. Yeah. Because um, I remember when Daisy Thomas left Collingwood, and it might have been... Heath Scotland or somebody else as well yeah. um, didn't go to the best and fairest dinner yeah. and Ryan Crowley didn't go to Frio and he said he regretted it um, yeah. this year um, but uh, Chappie got his time to talk at the Geelong best and fairest same with um, Johnson and yeah. Matty Suckling had his chance at the Hawthorne best and fairest as well I like that because at the end yeah. of the day it's it's business is business yeah. you know and they've still got mates there they've got flags they're going to come back yeah. for reunions and look, at the end of the day I look at it as a this is a chance for your team to be amongst their teammates and their friends and family and whatever. Yeah. It's their night. It's not your club's night. It's your player's yeah. night. Yes. So I think if, he's obviously part of that team. And obviously there's the fans' perspective of a trade or whatever, but these guys, they sweat every day with the same people. Yeah. And they don't look at it from that perspective. They look at it, this guy, he's made the decision. We understand because we're, we're going to face that decision yeah. ourselves at some point. And so I think that's a, a very mature move for any club to do. And I think that not allowing players to come in and give their last sort of speech or present themselves at their best and fairest is just being a bit of a wanker. And it's not like they're going to get up there and go, fuck his all. Exactly, know, yeah. Like, burn their bridges in that yeah, shit. But... Yeah, and so they probably get fucking bashed up. So. And, and these days, <laughs> you never all. know. The way players are moving, they might come back. Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. It's yeah. happened a few times. And I think it's only going to really sort of reinvigorate um, the sort of shrewd, um, business side of players with yep. this free agency because you realise the power has shifted a little bit back in your favour. Um, the third player um, signed through free agency is Matthew uh, Matthew Lewenberger, um, who again was a restricted free agent that yep. Frio, uh, sorry, Frio, Brisbane decided not to match. Um, yep. So they got picked 39 for him. Um, but uh, Essendon get a Ruckman which is what they needed they got rid of Giles yep. um, I think the only real loser out of this is McKernan um, or maybe he's a winner yeah. maybe he gets to play a proper position yeah maybe he gets to play yeah, center forward or something like that <laughs> somewhere where he's meant to play yeah um, so Lewenberger again it's just I, I don't know how Brisbane can complain about getting um, a second round draft yep. pick for him because yep. he's again we said it before he's one of those ones we're always told about how good he's going to be and I've, yeah. I've never seen proof of it yep yeah, um, he was un- one of the unlucky ones not to win a best and fairest at Br- Brisbane this year, because uh, <laughs> fucking everyone else did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, if you can't win best and fairest at Brisbane this year, then I, I can't see how you can argue. Yeah, about- good luck with that. <laughs> so anyway, he'll he'll get lots of game time at, at Essendon if um, if he keeps his body together. Um, and again, it's another new player into Essendon. They need to refresh yeah. their list. Yep. So yeah, um, new coach, new everything, like for the except for a board. So yeah, good luck with that. Essendon. Yeah. Um, with the whole WADA thing too, I reckon they're going to get out of that clean. So Look, I, I think, I mean, and WADA, like, what, any organisation likes to say they're independent, especially WADA, who's a government yeah. organisation, but there's definitely going to have a consideration for what's in the best interest of that sport. And sure, the AFL are going to say, look, obviously you guys are gung-ho about what you're doing and whatever, yeah, cool. Can we just fucking end this? Yeah, exactly. But in the best interest of everyone, like we can see these guys didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They obviously give bad information. Been, Let them go. They've yeah. been punished. Yeah. You want to go after Dank and Hurd in your own free time? Fucking go for it. Don't give a fuck. Couldn't care less. Yep. But just let us go on with our game. And trust me, the fucking peptides they've taken made no fucking difference to the shit they hear. If they did, yeah. the benefit's gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just move on. Move on. And the last one, uh, Dawson Simpson's gone um, from Geelong up to uh, GWS. Geelong have an absolute um, bevy of tall players. Yeah. And so yep. through injuries and just you know being pushed out um, not a bad move for him um, yep. he gives uh, uh, back up to Mummy who's I think 30 31 now 
Yeah, um, about that. Who sat out the second half of this year with injuries, so you'll get a lot of game time up there. And you might look at uh, him even playing sort of the centre-half back, centre-half forward roles or swapping, yeah. instead of swapping off the bench, swapping in actual positions. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully they get Patton back this year. Um, up forward but it's, again it's always tough how he's going to be yeah was that two or three knee yeah recos? something like that what is he You're 22 not the same. or something like yeah. that something you ridiculous. can't be the same especially big man they don't get good until they're 30 yeah um, so I mean that's uh, a good pick up for GWS and, and Geelong won't be too too bothered by that yep. um, so the the biggest news or, or the biggest trade that still hasn't happened is Carlisle so yep. this one has been we've heard from People who have spoken to Carlisle, who's overseas. We've heard of people that have spoken to people that have spoken to Carlisle. Yeah. We've heard from his manager. We've heard from, uh, what's his name? Adrian Dodoro, who is one of the most outspoken list managers or, or whatever <laughs> yeah. out of Essendon. Um, when I heard Dodoro come out and say that uh, we're only interested in dealing with Hawthorne, immediately I knew that's it. Uh, Carlisle's not going to Hawthorne. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. one of those ones. It's like, who's that Iraqi minister of information? Just everything he said was bullshit. Yeah, you know yeah, that? fucking oath I do. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. He's the same. I don't know because um, of Letterman. Yeah. He yeah. <laughs> was on late nights and he's still in the air. And I think, like, because they were saying that they're, they're 100% certain that it's worth a, a first round pick or whatever. And it's like, you're trading with Saints and Hawthorne. The Saints first round pick is worth more than Carlisle. The Hawks yeah. first round pick is probably, probably about less. fair. Yeah. yeah. Probably less fair. And so you can see the Saints saying, well, I mean, Look at our team. Like we're on the up and up, yep. and he wants to come here. We're not fucking giving you our first round draft pick. That's been a strength for the last five years. Exactly. Is drafting. Um, St Kilda, the last two, three drafts have been hoarding top twenty draft yep. picks. That's all they've been done. Yeah. So I think they're at the position that, where they like Jake Carlisle, but yep. you know what? We like pick five too. Yeah. Look, if I was the Saints, I'd be holding pick five. Um, if it means it goes to the Hawks, hey, good luck. But I don't think Jake wants to go to the Hawks because I think he'll be an out and out superstar and make more money at another team. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, you're not. I don't th- know if you go to the Hawks now and think, "Well, I'm going to play in a premiership." Yeah, you, you might play finals, but at, at some stage, those 30 year olds are going to have to um, exactly. drop off. Yeah, yeah. Um, they can't. You can't stay at the top for that long. That's it. And let's be honest, none of them are getting traded. They're all going to be dead. Like in regards <laughs> to Hawthorne's financial s- structure and what they can yeah. trade for, this dead weight that's going to be just lopped off and, and cut free. And the difference for Carlisle going to St Kilda versus going to Hawthorne is going to be at probably close to 200 grand or 250 yeah. grand. And trust me, the rest of the AFL is hoping Carlisle goes to Hawthorne. You, you reckon? Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Because I think it's such a young team around Hawthorne. I think he fills in a gap at, at oh, sorry, at the Saints. Okay. Do you mean the rest of the AFL is hoping Carlisle goes to the Saints? No. Hawthorne. Okay. Hawthorne. Because I think he fills in such a, a big hole that that um, the Saints have, and the thing is, Saints have been improving areas that you don't expect them to improve. Yeah, and especially in their resiliency and and things like that, how they can approach a game from four quarters, which is I can't think of another young team who are able to do what Saints have done, uh, especially with how they come back from large deficits at halftime. Yeah. One of their main things has been the key position player to sort of subs- subsequent rewalts actions because he's getting yeah. a bit older and someone who can be that key focus from centre-half back, centre-half forward, and kick goals. And I think Carlisle fills that hole, and I think it will open up, it will present a target that has to be covered and open up the free-running players that the Saints have in order to have a, an attack that's multi-pronged and not just based on revolt. Well, I think Saint, one of the biggest surprises for Saints this year um, was Bruce. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's kicked a, you know, a couple of bags of goals. And yeah. I didn't Presented see well, coming. yeah. yeah. Um, but they've been screaming out for a key position backman for for years. Yeah. And Carlisle's been screaming out to play key position back. So he is the perfect piece for him. Yeah. They hold all the cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I said it before with, with Hawks, I'm like, if we get Carlisle, I mean, great. But, you know, he, he replaces Lake. Yeah. But at the same time, um, Shuey's playing awesome now. Yeah. As that swing man. We've got Spanger to come yeah. back in. Um, yeah, Gibson's still down there. He won a best and fairest this year. Yeah. We got Litherland. We got um, Heatherly, who who won't play um, a full season in the AFL next year, but the year after that he might. Yeah, so, uh, it's just it's one of those ones where I don't care if it doesn't happen. Yeah, for for Hawthorne, but GC fits in well. And look, uh, I think uh, it will happen for Hawthorne just based on on that. The Saints won't give up number five for him. And well, I th- yeah, and, so. yeah, and I, and I think um, he'll be less effective at Hawthorne than it would be at St Kilda. I agree. He's a bigger um, fish for St Kilda. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's going to get happen. It's going to get done. 
yeah. but there'll be a third club involved. I think they were talking yeah. about um, you know picks going here and a pick going there and yeah. fucking picks going everywhere. Fred Geelong or someone they got picks coming their oh, asshole. Well, Geelong, uh, it's hard for them to not be involved in the trade <laughs> yeah. that's going on. So yeah, it'll get done, and it might be it might get done on Thursday. Um, yeah, but, it'll be a Thursday deal. Like um, wait until the dust settles or anything else, and then you know who's got what picks and. But I mean, Essendon have every right to try and get the most out of every um, trade they can. Oh, they have to. They're not. They have um, to. They're not doing their reputation as hard to trade with any any danger. Exactly. Yeah. I think they have to at this point. They have to be ruthless because they're already there. Like I said, the reputation's fucked. It's not yeah. going to damage that. So be and ruthless. What do they care? What does that reputation uh, matter? Exactly. Yep. Yep. And this is like your one chance for a clean slate. Anything you do now will be forgotten with next year's performance. So. Get out, get out, get out all the shit, and try and get in as much as you can get with regards to talent or what you can sort of trade in the future. Especially when you're looking at the future picks that that are yeah. on the table now, they're going to be really important for us. Um. So, any other major room? Oh, we're still waiting for the Yaron deal. Yaron deal is still going. I think they want the first round pick for the Tigers, which I think is number thirteen, no. something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, it's not going to happen. Tigers won't give up that because they've made a, a key to recruit first round picks. Yeah. Um, for Demi Harbuck, still always said that, and I don't think they need Yarren enough to give up a first round pick. Um, Second round pick and uh, maybe, but I don't think we need him. I don't think we need him to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm not sold on him. Yeah, um, me either. He can play well, but at times, I mean, can you blame him for looking disinterested at Carlton though? Not at all. At times, the whole club looked disinterested. Yep. Um, so Look, if it's Harley, Harley Bennell's age, maybe you could work with him a bit. But he's not Harley Bennell's age. He's only a bit a, older. I mean, he's only a couple of years. Was he twenty six or something? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, now should be his time. Yeah. Um, is he the missing piece though for Richmond? Oh, I'm I'm not convinced because they got a lot of those running halfbacks already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be breaking me back if I yeah. was Richmond to Look, make it. If I get him for let's say three hundred grand. Yeah. Take him three fifty and, and for a second rounder. Yeah, second rounder. Yeah, yeah and, and maybe a fringe player that wants to go to yeah. Carlton where yeah. you'll get more. Game time. Fit in. And look, I'd trust Choco's assessment of what he can and can't do with player development, yeah. especially. So I think he'd be very key in those meetings with Yaron and that. And you, you take his word um, as gospel. So yeah. yeah, look, I don't think we need him, but if you get him for the right price, and if Choco thinks that he can work with him and fit him in, then you know you, you'd trust that judgment. And like you're saying um, with uh, with Benel. Um, you know the Tigers missed out, but really they were never in it. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So there's no, there's yeah. no issues there. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Ben Lennon was. Uh, yeah, he, he's now signed on again. Yeah, um, but he was putting his name out there. He was putting his name out there, or he was floated out there yeah. by Richmond, and he was a little bit disappointed that he didn't make um, the 22 for the finals. Yeah. So he's got every right to feel a little bit um, jilted there. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame him at all. Um, I think he was definitely showed enough talent to get a, a starting 22 gig, but yeah. you're competing against people in Richmond where you just can't fit in. Um, yeah, that's what they said. But the thing is, when he did come on as sort of a secondary role, he did awesome. Yeah. And so he's having the talent to play a first-grade role and, and be in starting 22 week in, week out. It's just a matter of if Richmond can convince him that um, you can come in sort of, you know, the five minutes in and, and play those positions. Or well, not. I think the ball's really in his court now because he's got a, another contract for Richmond. So yep. he's got a chance to show him that, guys, I'm fucking worth it. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. I'm best 22 and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And definitely got the talent to do it, so. Anyway, I think that's about the state of the play for the trade period. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, we've covered the first half of trade week-ish, which it's is... It's week and a half now. Week and a half-ish, yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, it, usually it's, every, you know... 10% of trades are done on the first day and 90% are done on the last yep. day. Yep. At least there's been consistent action all yeah. through. Um, um, so makes what, it more interesting. What time do trades... Oh, yeah, hash, no. I think it's 4 o'clock on Thursday is the final. Yeah. I was going to say, it'd be awesome to do like a live stream yeah. for the last half hour or something, but it'll be at work, so... Yeah. Um, AFL Trade Radio does that. So, um, yeah. so then, you know, once that's all finished they up... They can't say cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Once that's all finished up, everyone starts looking at the draft and there's another Rioli in the draft. Yep. He's the one I'm, I'm looking for. And he's got all the attitude to match. Also in the combine, um, uh, young broken hill lad, Tiziani. Hey, lucky Tizzy. Lucky Tiziani. Um, apparently broke the, not broke the record, but bested everyone else in the vertical leap, not running, vertical reach. Running vertical leap standardised, I think. Right. Which means he didn't touch the highest, but he leaped He's leaped off the ground. So yep. that means uh, I expect some uh, screamers. So yep. uh, if he... Uh, because he's played GWS reserves this year, yeah. So yeah. he played on the same team as Adam Goods when Adam Goods dropped himself for yeah. two weeks. Yeah, he would have too. Yeah. Um, 
So if he plays, that's good. That'll be the second player in the AFL that I've played on the same team as their dad. <laughs> yeah, as their dad. Yeah. yeah, but young kids are from Broken Hill, showing lots of promise. Um, so keep an eye out for him. In I think that was in the combine, wasn't it? The AFL combine, yep. not just the GWS one. So I don't know if GWS have rights to him as an academy player or some yeah. shit like that. I think they can nominate to pick him as one of their picks in a draft. Yeah. Otherwise, he's free to go for right else. If he's uh, first, so. But, I mean, if you win... Uh, any event, yeah. I don't know if events the right thing or category yeah, at, at the combine. It, yeah. it, it tweaks. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and not only in say. AFL, there are other sports that are watching these combines. Yeah, of course. And they so. look at especially something like that, and they're like, "Well, he could be, you know, a fucking rugby player. I don't know yeah. whatever else that applies to." But he's sure old. Does yeah, like I said, I played. Um, I don't know half a dozen games back in Broken yep. Hill with his from, old man Tony. From a good breed. From a good breed. Yeah, Tony um, played across the. Half back line for done very well the for the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Fucking oath. Um, he, Tony could kick the ball fifty-five meters or nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what he did, <laughs> and let you know about it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's a smart mouth too. Yeah, yeah, that's what you like. Uh, that's the way it is in the bush. Um, all right, that might do us. We'll wrap it up. Yep, we'll be back next Monday for all the action we've missed in the trade yeah. rounds. Um, but if you are listening to this, the AFL podcast, because you know that's what we do the most of, yeah. um, do go back to have a look at the. Uh, the two-parter we did last week. Oh, yeah, the gambling podcast. The gambling podcast. Um, even if you don't like gambling, it's it's not encouraging gambling. Yeah. It's stories on the other side of it. To be um, honest, we hang a lot of shit on some gambling organizations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it is. But the the, the stories you get, I love um, you yeah. know, the, the old uh, the road gambler stories yeah. and those kind of things. So these are stories from inside the uh, mahogany room. Yeah. We went three and a half hours um, and yeah. could have gone for another couple. We didn't even touch, like... Cause that, cause like we, we didn't go through the best story. Yeah. For those that don't know, I was a croupier for 10, 10 years, years or something. I worked in the high rollers at biggest casinos in Australia and dealt to all the biggest players in the world. So, got a fucking litany of stories and yeah. wrote them all down. I would have crossed off maybe five from a book that, that we actually yeah. got to tell. And you had at least five pages. Yeah, yeah. Well, more then, than that. More than um, that. And there's still more stories I want to get out of uh, Duncan, yeah. who, who joined us with us. So, I think... Um, topic might carry us through the summer yeah yeah so go back and listen to those because honestly that uh, when we do a podcast and i go back and listen to it yeah. and still laugh um you, you know that some uh, good value in there yeah um so yeah you know we're on itunes uh fucking facebook youtube Twitter, soundcloud acast if fucking, anyone listens go to the to facebook that. page go to the website clickingballs.com yep. you'll find us everywhere yeah yeah um all right that'll do us all right peace bye Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.